Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour. Kilkenny today, of course, is on between five and six each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Just three members of the of the band here tonight. Liam is, Liam is not with us. Bear Scott, how are you? Good, Jim, good. Did, you, did you enjoy the FA Cup final? Oh, I enjoy, especially the first half. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll explain later. Cueve, Spurs have a new manager. Yeah, go, no, go, go on, on no, go, go on. on. You have a go ahead. You have a go ahead. And past the cogloo. Yeah. Oh, I think I hope we have a great. I know it was a simple I, I, one. I even attempt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about all those things later on. The FA Cup final, the Champions League final, the Conference League final, new managers, transfer, speculation, the whole shebang. Uh, as always, our text line, if you want to contribute to the programme, is 86 that's 086-353-7782. That text line is, of course, sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. But, lads, it's always nice to start with a bit of good news. Yeah. And we don't always have a bit of good news. No. To, but we have good news tonight. And our, this, this, these next couple of weeks are massive in, in, the, in, school, boys, in school boys and school girls football in Ireland. And the, Ken, the Gaynor Cup is going on in, in Limerick this week. The Kennedy Cup is next week or the following week. But the Gaynor Cup is for under 14, uh, the under-14 uh, girls. And, uh, you know, we've had you know, bits and pieces of success in this over the last... You know, a number of, of of tournaments, but we've our team this year has uh, qualified for the quarter final of the trophy. They've come seconds. Four groups down there, top two in each group go through to the quarterfinals of the trophy. The others qualify for the shield or whatever they call it. And uh, our girls have qualified this evening, and it was a brilliant performance because. They lost their first game uh, yesterday against the Midlands uh, Schoolgirls League, which meant they were, their backs were to, to the wall, you mm. know what I mean? But they've come out and played two games today, yeah. drew one all with Donegal, and they beat Cavan uh, Monaghan only there about, if only finished within the last half an hour, three quarters of an hour, had Miller sending me on stuff, so... Brilliant news for the for the Kilkenny schoolgirls schoolgirls football as we've been saying is very very strong and there's some really good. I was at a match there not that long ago. My own little niece was playing and and I don't know what age they were under tens or elevens or whatever mm. it was. Just there was some of the girls you couldn't believe how good they were, you know. And that, that's with all due respect, you know what I mean. You just of don't course, know, but, they, but course, they're, yeah. and they're getting better and better. But brilliant performance. So the Kilkenny under fourteen Gainer Cup side will contest a quarter final trophy game at some stage tomorrow. Tomorrow, not sure when, and the draw for the quarter final is actually on live on the SFAI web uh, Facebook page tonight at nine o'clock. So, anyone that has any interest, the uh, the SFA, SFAI Facebook page at nine o'clock tonight, the draw for the quarter final of the uh, the trophy in the Gainer Cup, and all going well, the Kilkenny girls will go further in it. Um, we'll we'll have someone on next Tuesday night, with a, you well, know, to tell well, us about how how it all went on, but. Brilliant, brilliant uh, to see. And uh, again, we're at the we're at the bare bones. There's very little left local wise. As a matter of fact, from the junior point of view. Uh, the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield final went ahead last uh, Sunday morning in Derdimus. Uh Castle Warren and Tullerone. Good game, I believe, by all accounts. It wasn't there, but Castle Warren they they ended up the winning two one. Good win. Um, it's after being a really good season <clears throat> for Castle Warren Celtic. They won. 
they, they obviously won this inaugural Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield it's, I think it was a really good concept fair play to the management committee for bringing it in um, you know it was a cup competition for only the bottom two divisions so like a McCallum Cup for, the, for Division 2 and Division 3 and uh, Castle Warren of course on that basis would have been one of the favourites to win this because yeah. you know they were one of the stronger teams in Division 2 and so they've had a great season they've actually been promoted uh, out of Division up into the First Division for next season plus they've won the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield on top of the Divisional Cup that they that they won uh, even though they, they won it in a walkover but they still they still had the trophy um, you know last that's that was played last weekend this weekend then there's still the few of the schoolboys cup finals still to be played but other than that all that we really have then left is um, on Thursday night coming in Derdmus at seven o'clock, we have the the Mock Lawler Premier Cup final, so the divisional cup for the for the Premier for the Premier League. Um, Freebooters are playing Bridge United. Um, Booters, look at we've been speaking about them practically every Tuesday night here for the past number you know for the past number of months, and uh, they go for their third piece of silverware this season. They've already won the Mar Shield and they've won the McCallum Cup. You know, we know how close they were in the league and how close they were in the Leinster Junior Cup. So they're going to they're going to try and make it a hat trick of trophies in. Uh, in Peter Higgins' first season as the manager, they're playing Bridge United. Bridge United, I've said to you before, Bear, you know, Bridge United are a good side. I hope they're at full strength. I know that if the match had been on at the weekend just gone by, they were they were struggling for numbers. So hopefully, Bridge United will be at good strength. If they at full strength, if they are, they'll give Booters a really really good game. You'd still be siding siding. Yeah. You know, you'd still be siding slightly with three Booters, but. It'll be a good game. Weather for you know, the weather is great. There should be a good crowd out there Thursday evening. What else would you be doing? So go to Derdimus Thursday evening and uh, enjoy a good game of junior soccer between Freebooters and Bridge United. And do the same at two o'clock on Sunday because we've been speaking about our Gainer Cup girls going so well down in Limerick this week. Well, our Kilkenny and District League ladies interleague side they're also going well. They're in an All Ireland semi final against the Limerick Ladies League next uh, next Sunday two o'clock in Derdimus. Um, this is the Oscar trainer, shall we say, for for the ladies. Um, you know, it's been a while since that we Kilkenny have a representative team competing in this competition. So it's brilliant to get this far. But I know, you know, the lads, and we'll have it again. We'll have a report from from the within the camp next Tuesday night. Um, I know the lads. You know, they fancy this group of girls as in as in they're a really talented group. So they'll be hoping that they might be good yeah. enough to get to a He's final. Gone. So He's all gone. going well, they will get to a final. You know. These things are difficult to win. You know, I know oh, myself. Yeah. I was manager of the Oscar <laughs> trainer team with Jim Nugent for a couple of years, and we got to two finals. And God, you think you know the law of averages to tell you you'd, man- uh, you'd win one of them. Well, as you know, we didn't. But you know, so it would be brilliant to see the, to get a Kilkenny uh, ladies into a into an interleague All Ireland final. So we'll keep an eye on that. And as I said, we'll have some of the some of the backroom team on with us next. Tuesday night. Other than that, lads, the local stuff is, as I said, more or less at an end. I know Miller and all the lads um, will be thrilled, you know, with the way things have gone. You know, they've got through a very traumatic year. And look at up before we close off for our summer recess, shall we say, we'll have a recap on 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 the whole season. But sticking with the ladies' football team, which has been dominating the first few minutes of the program, uh, the weekend before last, as we know, we had uh, we had. Um, uh, Michael Welch and Anne Griffith on a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago about these uh, the celebrations they had for the 50th anniversary of the first ever ladies football team and so on and so forth so the week
weekend before last was when the celebrations took place. We couldn't last Tuesday night's program was so full we couldn't get any of it, any of the recordings we had from it to play. But we will over the next few Tuesday nights get them. But we'll start off tonight sticking with the ladies' football. The guest of honour on the night who performed a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, celebratory stuff was of course Kilkenny's own Karen Duggan, one of the most capped ladies' footballers in Irish football history. She is of course from Pilltown, and Liam Kelly O'Rourke caught up with Karen. Karen Duggan, we're here in O'Loughlin Gales this evening to mark a very, very special occasion in Kilkenny local soccer. It's great to see the, the girls of 72 and 73 honoured, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing and it's about time girls like this have gotten the recognition. I mean, they've really paved the way for all the success we're seeing now. They had to come up against a lot more adversity and they're, they're here and they're in unbelievable spirits and it's an honour to have been invited down. And we think about the whole area of women in sports in the last five, six years. It's really growing in terms of coverage. These women, they had no real trailblazers to look at they they went off their own bats yeah and this is what makes it so special and um, seeing the camaraderie that they still have and they obviously went through a lot of successes together they would have had to work hard for that now and we're very privileged to have grown up in a time where it's a lot easier to to get out and play football and um, it's it's phenomenal to be here to witness them being honoured today I know there's a 40-50 year gap between your own career and these women's career but the the coverage and the, the interest in it has really risen in a short period of time was it ever difficult when you were starting off yourself and can you see any connectivity or or things you can relate to between your time and their time yeah i really can i mean i was reading up on the ladies and you know the not on the same level but like we were taking time off work to go and play international taking our holidays and unpaid leave and things like that and it's only in the last couple of years maybe off the back of the 2017 when our team kind of had a strike that the media really stepped up and started paying attention ladies like this and the talent that's that's always been there but now we're getting the right platforms the media attention and it's leading to better facilities and that's why we're seeing the success we are Yeah and to get past the whole tokenism aspect of it and make the resources available to girls at all different ages and all different levels yeah that's probably the the best thing to see even in terms of media coverage you see the girls now and they're getting criticized for certain things and mm. that would never have happened because it wasn't always like oh sure aren't the girls great for playing mm. but that's not what the girls on the pitch want they have higher standards and people are catching up to the standards that these girls are setting for themselves mm. and it's brilliant to see and nothing better than the world cup to really not only get women behind women's sport but get the whole country behind women's sport because like when it comes comes to July and the girls are over in Australia every girl, every boy, every teenager, they'll have a ball and they'll be kicking it against a wall. It's going to be absolutely huge. We're going to see such a massive bounce effect for women's sport in the country but I think just in general this is a really good footballing country. We love getting behind our national teams and it's been a while since we've had something really big to shout about in terms of football um, with the men but what this, these girls have done has been huge and they're so accessible they're so willing to give their time to the fans to the media and they're putting in the same amount of work that the men are and I'm really looking forward to them getting the recognition that they deserve this summer. How hopeful are you that Vera Powell's side will put in a good account of themselves it's, it's new, it's almost like Italian 90 all over again, uh, we don't really know what to expect in many different areas but we've seen the talent that that side has and I'm sure they're going to do the country proud I mean they're up in, they're in a really difficult group with Canada, no 
Nigeria, the African champions and the hosts, Australia. It's going to be a massive, massive task. But one thing that's kind of synonymous with this team is that they're really, really hard to beat and nothing's going to change when they go over to the World Cup. They're going to be really well prepared. They're going into camp now in a couple of weeks. They'll have a month together. They'll be really well bonded. And you know that they'll be well drilled going into that World Cup. Now it is, it's a step up of anything we've ever seen before. But I mean, you're always hopeful when it comes to this team. But whether the results go our way or not, like I say, there's going to be huge interest, a huge bounce effect of what this is going to do for football in the country. And the girls have done us phenomenally proud. And uh, you've worn that green jersey. This time round, you'll be sitting in a, an RTE studio watching on. Uh, does that bring mixed emotions? Oh, a little bit. I mean, when I was in the studio for the game when they beat Scotland to qualify, I was really, really emotional. But it's a long time since I played now, so I really do just see myself as a fan now. I would know the, some of the girls quite well. So they were there before kind of the media attention. They've been grinding away in the background. So to see some of them still involved, um, I'm just hugely proud of, of what they've done. And you almost feel part of it because you've been part of their journey. And they've been, like I said, they've been so willing to kind of share their experiences with media and fans. And they're such a special group and all we can do is is wish them all the best now and kind of just say thank you for all they've done for football in the country yeah and that was Karen Duggan of course the weekend before last uh, chatting with our own Liam Kelly O'Rourke um, she was a really good player I actually saw her playing a couple of times um, I think she had 35 or 36 caps for Ireland which is a fair achievement considering oh, yeah. you know especially she's kind of played you know, back in the in the early, you know, 10, 12 years ago, when she's 32 years of age now, she was playing when she was kind of 18, 19, 20, when it wasn't even anywhere near as high profile as, as it is now, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? She was a very good camogie player as well, apparently, but, uh, and I'll tell you what she is, and I don't, and I don't, I don't say this lightly, she is actually a really good analyst, she's very good on the television, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm sure we'll see loads of her on RT uh, during the, the coverage of the Ladies yeah, World yeah. Cup. Okay, we better go to pay a few bills, we'll take the first ad break, and when we come back, we'll be looking back at the all-Manchester uh, derby that was the FA Cup final last weekend. TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. We'll take a chance then that both teams to score, Fernandez to score at any time and Van Bissaka to, to be booked and that will pay 16 to 1 if those three elements come up in the game today. And if they do, Pat, you'll never hear the end of it, boy. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> now you know why I enjoyed the first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was all a bit of crack. Um, before we talk about the cup final, quickly we just give the text number out again: oh eight six three five three seven seven eight two. That's oh eight six three five seven. 3537782 that text line is of course sponsored by taxback.com which is a clune tech company right er the FA Cup final and when you look at the scoreline and you see 2-1 and you say yeah. that was a real competitive game and it must have been a really good game between two fairly evenly matched teams it wasn't it wasn't I, look I, the better side yeah <laughs> I thought it was a very disappointing match now, I know, like you said, 2-1, you say, oh, God, Manchester United must have went hard on it. Yeah. But they never did. Oh. And City didn't play that great either. Now, they were better than United. Oh. Well, but that this, wouldn't be hard. No, that's what I'm saying. That wouldn't be hard. I, I, looking at it, uh, you know, you just wonder about a lot of these lads. I think be a, the door will be open for a good while in Old Trafford. There'll be a lot of lads going out that door. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Queef. 
like as a, as a spectacle like uh, as I said it, it, it 2-1 you said god that was a really evenly matched game this was men against boys wasn't it it was really like, which was strange I mean I thought going into the game there was a few players that City you know they hadn't played for a couple of weeks and they were they were coming back but it was apart from maybe Rashford he kind of played pretty well for them and he looked like the only person who who might actually well, the, the young lad when he came on yeah, Garnacho. Yeah, Garnacho and he's going to like, he is going to be a big player for United next season I don't care what age he is they have to throw him in because uh, he's their best attacking they, they player they should have started him yeah they because, should because look if they were going to win they would have had to score goals yeah and there was no, nothing there He's a, tr- he's a threat. Even well, at least he runs at people. Yeah, even as young as he is. I don't care, yeah, what age he is. Yeah, we always, as I was saying, if you're good enough, you're, you're old, old enough. enough. Yeah, and I mean, like, with the, like, did the game plan get completely tr- after 13 seconds? I mean, that's, yeah. that tears up the, the, the game plan straight away from, from kickoff, do you know? Yeah. So that doesn't make it easier. Now, either. look at it, it was a brilliant strike. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it was, the way the ball broke for him. You know, they got a couple of lucky bounces within the play itself, you know yeah. what I mean? But there's no doubt it was a brilliant strike. And, and we spoke about this guy on on Saturday Sport with Pat on Saturday, this Gundogan. He's a super player and a really, you know, underrated, unheralded yeah. player, you know what I mean? But himself and Rodri in the middle of the park, like we had Fred, you yeah. know, they had, yeah. like, I mean, it was just brutal to watch, you know what I mean, um, from a Manchester United perspective. But in fairness, lads, Manchester City are a well-oiled machine. And as you said, Bert, they didn't play... They didn't have to play anywhere uh, no. near their best, but they were still vastly superior. And in the first 20, 25 minutes of the second half, I was wondering, did United stay in the dressing room or what was after happening? Uh, well, look, I, you know the way I often say here about counting the passes? Yeah. But City, I gave up. They had the ball that much. Yeah. And but the, the, about the only thing you could say about United on Saturday was they kept Haaland from getting a goal. Yeah. <laughs> but that was about the only thing. There's nothing else you could say. Then there, there's no threat up there with United. No, no, no threat. No. And that yeah. bring that brings Cueve like I mean, we said Haaland. I think Haaland has only scored one goal in, his, in the last seven games that he's played in. But they were winning leagues. Manchester City were winning the league before they ever had Haaland. So they didn't need Haaland no. to win FA Cups and to win leagues. If they if they complete the treble next Saturday night, the, the decision to buy Haaland will have been completely justified. But they always say a measure of a manager or a coach is not just you know the style of play, but it's also the ability to improve players as players, right? Yeah. And there's a number of these guys at Man City have dramatically improved. And I would argue that Grealish is one of them, even oh, though yeah. he was a he was a headless chicken, you know, at Villa and he was a big fish in a small pond at Villa. Took him a year to get settled in at Manchester City. But he's now like like Phil Ford, any other team in England would give the right arm to have Phil Ford and Phil Ford can't get his place on this. Yeah. So Grealish has definitely improved. Rodri has improved but Cueve Where's John Stones after coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a, player. Big, a big ignorant centre half that barely had to head the ball five years ago, and now he's strolling around the middle of the yeah. park, linking defence to attack like he's Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, and so well, I mean, there's John Stones, Nathan Ake as well, who was a, a fringe player for a couple of years there, and he was really important for him this season. And the Kanji, yeah, who no one ever heard of, and he, they, like they paid fifteen or sixteen million, which in effect is a free transfer yeah. in the current climate. You see. This is my point about Guardiola. Like, right, it's and I know City are going to get slated and their financial fair play and the, where does the money come from and all the rest. And I get that, right? But they do spend their money very well, Bear, and that's, I know, the, that's, yeah, that's I, to be commended. I, I think you know Guardiola. No, I like I often said it before. I I wouldn't be mad about the man himself, but I'd be the first lad to say 
is a brilliant coach, but he has a way of doing things. You said there a minute ago, he improves players. He gets players to play the way he wants mm. them to play. This thing about possession, possessive football, possession football, and how to control the ball and keep the ball and all this, and he, he's just an expert at it. Now, he loses the head sometimes because he wants perfection. He wants, but to come back to Grealish, when Grealish was with Villa, he was very much a, a one-man band, like, in a sense. Yeah. But he gave a year working on him with City, but now he has him playing the tune he wants him to play. Yeah. And he's a big part of the team. Yeah, and and again, we we'll, we we'll leave a lot of the Man City talk now for the rest because we want to talk. Look, we'll at the Champions League uh, final, which we will do after the next ad break. But Quive, you know, right? If you you offered a Manchester United supporter, and I'm a Man United supporter, if you told me at the start of the season, and especially after their first couple of games of the season, if you told me that United were going to come third in the league, win the League Cup, get to the FA Cup final, uh, get to, you know, I'd have said, right, lads, we'll take that. You know what I mean? So there is an element of, you know, Ten Hag has done a really good job at United, considering where they were before he came. But there's a huge job of work ahead, Cueve, because the one thing, if there was one thing obvious last weekend, and despite how much improvement and 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 the good work that Ten Hag has done they're still miles off City Oh yeah well I think every, everyone is really to some degree and yeah, especially next season you know, Liverpool are going to be back um, you'd, you'd, you'd wonder what the likes of Brighton will do next season Newcastle now they'll improve over the summer um, Arsenal now we'll see what they do as well so there's going to be more than just the, that top four top five you play six or seven teams that are going to be pushing them all the way so it needs a bit of investment I think is the big thing I mean right Casemiro has, has been a revelation for him but he needs help in beside him he can't there's no question he that. can't rely on Fred and he needs and help yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. next season like I mean there's not one of them Manchester United players that get on the man's seat like Seven Barrow coming over and Barrow there's not one of them Manchester United players would get on the Man City first 11. And I'd argue that there was not one of them would get on the Man City first 14 or 15. And that's the reality of it. Yeah, it's true. I, I, look, I, I was saying to you that on one of the newspapers last Saturday, six of the lads, the football people, named their 11 from the two teams. Now, I suppose they felt they had to put some of the United <laughs> lads on it. They actually put three. They had Rashford, they had Casemiro... And unbelievably, four of them had Luke Shaw. Now, I, I don't give it sense to anyone say Luke Shaw might be a bit of a footballer. He's not a defender. And he's playing left foot. All he does, all he does is foul. <laughs> he's foul. He's not, he hasn't got the pace of a left, the left yeah. foot should have. He's dragging lads and pulling lads. But anyway... This, this is a this is a huge summer though, Queen, for for Ten Hag because you know the the first thing that needs to be resolved is the is the ownership issue. Like you know who's yeah, going to be the, yeah. who's going to be buying the club, what kind of money, what kind of funds are going to be there. That you know if if Harry Kane is 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 a big target and and you know. I would like to see Harry Kane at United, but there's more than Harry Kane needed oh, because yeah, if Harry yeah. Kane comes United, like Harry Kane has to be has to have a supply of ball. You know, Jaden Sancho hasn't kicked on. Right, Rashford has had a good season. Anthony in and out. Martial, he'll be gone. You know, you'd imagine Fred McTominay, they'll be gone. Looks like he wants to keep Lindelof. You'd imagine Dallow will be gone. You know, De Gea will probably be gone. But like, but are they going to have to wherewithal to replace all these lads? <laughs> when you think of all the money United have actually spent. Oh, sure, this is my point about Man City. Yeah, and, and the lads they've bought 
I, I don't know what they saw in some of them. I honestly don't know. But that's my point. Like, you, you tell me the last player that a high-profile purchase that Man City made that didn't actually pay off Queef. You'd be hard-pressed to think yeah, about. That's it, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's that's the problem. But look, top four again, <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, there's all these problems and we're saying it. But top four was... What else were they going to get this season? Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have absolutely. to say that. Yeah. But it is. It's all going to depend now, now next season and depending on who we can hold on to, who goes. I, I think Dallow will stay. I, yeah, I, I like him. He's not, yeah. a, not a bad player. No, no, player. he's not bad. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, look, and I mean, like that as well. Christian Eriksen is. He's, well, he he's was running out shocking. Time. Yeah. He was shocking last Sunday. Uh, or last Saturday well, he was shocking uh, it was like it was like he had he had been parachuted into the middle of the field in Wembley and he was asked to play a sport that he had never played <laughs> before it was unbelievable how bad he was but it was a strange the way I thought that he lined it up because he had Fred in beside Casemiro when it seemed to be a lot of games during the season it was Ericsson was beside well, him Fred, Fred, was, uh, Fred was obviously detailed to, to man Mark De Bruyne yeah. you know which he didn't do look it but look at they have the double now officially on the on the on the dashboard and uh, we'll talk about their efforts to make it a treble when we come back from this commercial break the team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer program Offside Soccer only on community radio Kilkenny City and you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Just a point of clarification um, in the first part of the programme when I was talking about this weekend's fixtures I mentioned that the Kilkenny District League ladies side were playing their interleague semi-final next Sunday at home to Limerick. It's actually I misread the website. It's actually not until Sunday the 9th of July that semi-final so we will talk about that in our last programme in the, the, the last Ju- Tuesday night in June because that's the last time we'll be on the air before that so Eddie Wall text me in Eddie is part of the management team there thanks a million for that Ed right they've had the double assuming they didn't do a Park United on a bear and go on the beer for the week after winning the cup Park United used to do that a fortnight yeah I can't say that we went on the beer for a week and we got bit in the cup final never mind winning it but assuming Manchester City don't do that and assuming that they're preparing properly this week for the Champions League final on Saturday night it's hard to see him not winning it now isn't it well it is now look I mean everybody wants him to win it except all the Manchester <laughs> yeah, well I can people. honestly say I hope they don't win it I'm yeah, the first one to say that the thing about it they're so close to it now but last night could be the toughest well it probably will be the toughest these Italians they love this type of situation they're going to go into this match very much the underdogs. No one is expecting him to do anything. I just think back to what Pat was saying here last Saturday when we were talking about the, the match that Saturday that they'll probably man-mark some of the United, uh, some of the city lads. I can guarantee you Inter Milan will man-mark Oh, oh you can see that. And, and Cueve, you know... Inter Milan are in the final, right? They came. The draw was very lopsided. The way the knockout stage draw happened, like because you had yeah. you had City and Real you had Madrid. Real Madrid and you had Napoli and all all on one the side one, of the yeah. draw. So Inter did come through the weaker half of the draw. So there, there is no. But then again, there was always going to be when the minute the draw was made. It, it always looked like potentially going to be a lopsided final because all the stronger teams were in one half of the draw and only one of them could obviously get to the final. But Inter Milan are still Inter Milan, first of all. They're a really... Like, 
Inter Milan are a bigger club than Manchester City mm. and I mean that with, with all due I respect know. Inter Milan are a really big club with a proud history a successful history they have a really good manager in Inzaghi they have some and funnily enough they have some players that you know Jekko and, and, and these guys that were in the Premier League and what's the name of your man Mkhitaryan and these guys but he hasn't played really, really well. They're actually in good form at the moment. Lukaku, of course, is there as well. Whether he'll start or not is another thing, but he'll probably play a part. And the one thing they will do is they will be organised. They'll take their turns hocking down oh, the boys. Yeah. Whose turn is it for the yellow card now, yeah. lads? That's the way it's going. That's the way it's going to be yeah. because that's what they will do, yeah. and that's an odds-on certainty. And the longer they can keep the game at nil-nil. You know, Cueve, there is a possibility that they could nick this. Well, well that's it, and, and I think you, you hit the nail there because Inter Milan, they're, they're a really structured sort of a side. They, they, yeah, they have four lads who are definite defenders, they have, you know, four lads who are midfielders, and two lads that are strikers. You know, that, it, they're like an old school kind of a team where you look, you look at the City team, and you could have Bernardo Silva playing left back, you could, you know, they, yeah. they, any lad could play anywhere. Whereas that, that Inter Milan team, and you've got, I mean, Letaro Martinez is a World Cup winner. Um, it probably, you probably will see Dzeko. I think Dzeko played a lot of games in the Champions League. Yeah, they, t- they, they tend to start Dzeko ahead of uh, mm. Lukaku. Yeah, but it, looked, it's, it, it all depends on, like you said there, if, if Inter can hold them off. Now, the one concern you would have is that you hope that it doesn't turn into an absolute diabolical game. Oh, yeah, but Inter, 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 but, but Inter, Inter Milan they, want that. Yeah, and, and mm. when they won the Champions League the last time with Jose Mourinho, that's what he did. They were the most brutal team to watch in that Champions League when yeah. they won it. And mm. they could, playing a similar si- similar kind of a style in Zaggy could get the same. Well, so that's what he's going to have to do, Bear. Oh, because yeah. if you, if they, like he's not going to be naive enough to think that you're going to go to and we're going to outplay Manchester yeah. City because that ain't going to happen. No, like. no, no. And they've been saying that, you know, I know it's only since the other day, but they've been saying that we're playing probably the best team in the world in this final. But the thing I've always said is why I love the Champions League. There's no bad teams in the Champions League. Well, especially at the knockout stages. And this is the two last two teams. Now, City will go into the match favourites. Doesn't guarantee anything. Their biggest worry, City's biggest worry in this match, is that Inter Milan get an early goal. Yeah. Because if they do, you talk about shutting up shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll shut up. They'll shut up. But like Queeve, you know, and we we wax lyrical about City in the in in you know on numerous occasions here this season. But like this is they're under big pressure here to win this, and there's no question about that. Now they're going to play that down right on. We're not under lads. They're under enormous pressure because let's call a spade a spade. The Arab, whichever the Emirate lads or whoever it is, is that their money is in City. They're not backing that money. That money is not to win Premier. Right, it is win Premier Leagues, win domestic mm, cups, yeah, and everything. But, but <laughs> they have got to win the Champions League. Yeah. They haven't won the Champions League yet. They've been close. They were beaten in the final. They've been beaten in semi-finals. This is their chance. But I don't care how good these players are. There's going to be pressure on their shoulders next Saturday night going out on that pitch. Yeah, well, I think the most pressure is going to be on the man that's standing on the sideline in, in Pep. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we said here a few times, he should have won that Champions League against Chelsea. Yeah. And, and I think he got he got that one wrong. Yeah, but he overthought it, yeah. and, and that's mm. maybe that's what he'll take going into this game. That he'll learn from that and he'll go, okay, right, when he, when he played that game against Chelsea, I think he got his tactics wrong and that's what cost him the game in the end. He, he has to get it right this time. And Pep being the manager that he is and being so focused and he'll, he'll have these players drilled. 
you know, that, that this is what we're going for. I think I said it to you a couple of weeks ago and it was a picture Jack Grealish had up on his, on his social media. In their dressing room or in their warm-up room, wherever it is, there's a picture on the wall of the Premier League title and the Champions League trophy saying this is what we play for. And, and, and that's, he's obviously, that's, I'd say that's been up there since the start of the season. And that's what he has into him. And I, he, I, I think he'll do it and this will be finally it for, for Pep. He'll finally get it at City and you know, it, it'll, it'll cement him as one of the best teams that has, has been around for, for a long time. Yeah, but Bert, the pressure angle. Now, there is a school of thought that says great players don't feel pressure. I don't agree with that. I think everybody feels pressure. Well, and, uh, and, you know, there's going to be pressure. Yeah. And, and the scenario that you've outlined is that if Inter do nick something and go one up, well then, and they will shut up shop and they'll kick oh. and they'll take their yellow cards <laughs> and they'll do all that, right? But like, the longer it goes on in that scenario, the more the pressure becomes a thing then. And this uh. talk of the treble, lads, is, it's like when Kilkenny were going for the five in a row in oh, the hurling. Yeah. You know, you just knew that, you know. And they, United won it, but they didn't, win the, they didn't win the European Cup as the third leg. I think they won the FA Cup as the third leg, or am I wrong yeah, there? Yeah, I think you're right, I think you're right. I, but then, and you, yeah. you well, look, look at me, I was only seven. Uh, yeah, go away, Cueve. <laughs> and like, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You know, that was a daylight robbery that night, United got oh, yeah. Bayern but, Munich. See, but these uh, things can happen. And, and yeah. what do you think of the pressure, Burr? Is, there, is that oh, likely to be a par- play a part? Jim, you wouldn't be human if you yeah. didn't feel pressure. And, you know, differently, actually, another thing, the referee next Saturday night is going to be an important man as well because everything is going to be disputed. The Italians will be on his back, you know. Every, they'll play every card that they can play because the one thing they want to do, they want to unsettle City. They don't want City to get an early goal. They don't want City to settle down and yeah. start playing the way they're able to play. And, you know, they'll do everything they can to upset him. But as coming back to the pressure, it'll definitely be there. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, but, but then, you know, it's in, and those big players thrive under it. You know, I mean, the likes of De Bruyne and them, they'll, they'll relish it in a way. Do you know, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll say, well, this is, this is what they're there for, this is what they're earning the big money for as well, do you know, and it's... I have a feeling that, that Haaland will be the man on the night because... Jim, I was it, waiting for the said. He hasn't did, had yeah, a good yeah. month or so, if you know. It was, if it was last year and the year before or whatever, that Haaland wasn't there, the Italians would say, look, leave him the ball. All they want to do is play with the ball. They have no threat up front, but different now. Yeah, you see, and that was the big reason they bought Haaland and there's no question about it. They, they they can win the Premier League they've won it numerous times without him but it's the it's the the option that he gives them it's the different dimension Cueve like, like City, I've seen City play it long this season yeah. like it's not all lovely little patterns oh, no. and the, when they've had to knock it up to Haaland yeah. they've done it and yeah. that and that's the dimension that they didn't have before this season yeah as well and, and it's you know the last say the Champions League that semi-final playing against Real Madrid you know, Rudiger marked him off the field, but that's that's Rudiger. Inter Milan don't have a have a player like that really that can, that can do that to Haaland. But as you said, you can lump it up. If that's not working, you can bring on Julian Alvarez, and you have someone in there, the small yeah. little fella that can run in around. Mm. They have so many different options. And yeah, Foden will probably Foden be on the as bench well. as well. Yeah. You know, know? Riyad Mahrez yeah. didn't. Do, I don't think he even got on the pitch last Saturday. No. Mahrez, you no. know. So I mean, it's it's right. Call it then, Bert. Well. <laughs> It won't be easy. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see you go and take extra time. I won't say penalties, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's going to be a fierce tight game. And I think City will get there in the end. 1-0 or... 
Cueve. Yeah, I think it'd be the same one or two nil City. It's look could be could be like the United the, the FA Cup final if they score no, the one scores early is that but if they score early they could they, they could run away with it yeah, because I had, to la- I had to laugh just sorry for interrupting I meant to say when we were talking about the FA Cup final because someone I had read the paper on Sunday morning right <clears throat> or on Saturday morning a preview of the Cup final and someone said God you nice need to keep it tight for the first 15 or 20 minutes <laughs> they couldn't keep it tight for the first 15 <laughs> or 20 seconds for Jesus sake <laughs> well you know Inter Milan don't do that but yeah. like look but what I'm hoping for is a good game I mean this is this is me big me big dread as a as a neutral is is that it's going to be just a dour affair and that inter you know park the bus for most of the game but we're, I'm hoping you know I'd, I'd city I think I'd, I wouldn't say I'd like to see him winning it but you know t- to get that treble and uh, and it's, it'll be something that they deserve in, with the season they've had I think that they deserve it really mm, not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure I could run with that now but um look at I just have a feeling that there's 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 something there's a knock along the way there's yeah. some little twist to come in this yet like it's it looked like for a long time like Arsenal were going to you know win the league or at least run them to, uh, all the way to the line so they ended up nearly run away with the league which didn't look possible six weeks beforehand mm. you know they won so comfortably last Saturday even though the scoreline doesn't suggest it and, and indeed United had an old scramble near the end on the line remember that well, I, right, that yeah. Veghurst the, the fact that yeah, United yeah. even have Veghurst <laughs> is enough to, expl- to turn my stomach but like they won it comfortably you they're not going to stroll to this treble as I have a feeling they're not going to stroll to it that they're going to be made they're going to be Whoa. made work really really hard and, and I would not be surprised if Inter Milan dragged this all the way and if you offered in Zaghi and Inter Milan oh, if you offered him penalties now he'd take oh, hand yeah. and all off you oh, yeah. hand oh, and yeah. all off you but I agree with your principle as a kid you, you know you would imagine that all things being equal City win it but I don't know we'll <laughs> wait and see we'll wait and see right it's not the only European final of course that's on no, no. and since we were here of course last uh, since we were here last Tuesday night um, Roma and Seville played in what what was oh my god terrible, terrible oh my god it was shocking and at least the right team won yeah, the match I think yeah, there's what, no what, question what nearly what happened yeah. after it was worse yeah Mourinho is a, yeah. is a all scumbag. the good he did in the early years is ruining it all I think you know like what yeah. he is yeah. Oh yeah, and, and then I think because I think he said it on Saturday that what, what happened after that game uh, probably spurred on a lot of what happened in the airport afterwards yeah you know? and it's it's not right. I mean, and Mourinho, for a manager, has been around so long, and and to do all that, just yeah, it's his. It, in my eyes, like look when he when he when he when he went off the United, he went down in my estimation a bit, but he's gone down even further. Yeah, and, and, and you know he's just not able to take his beating. There is as simple as that. Like, oh, and, and, and like Keeve, I was actually fond of him in mm. the early days myself. I, I loved the way, but he, he's. You know, uh, he's ruined everything. He's no longer the special one anyway, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, tomorrow night, lads, we do have another European final and the much maligned Europa Conference League competition that was introduced a few seasons ago and everyone said, God, this third tier and this is going to be this and this is going to be that. But I think it has been a really successful competition for UEFA. And uh, West Ham, who were in the Europa League semi-final yeah, last yeah, year wasn't it yeah. against Eintracht Frankfurt mm-hmm. was it better was it? but they're in, they've gone one better the Europa Conference League final they're playing Fiorentina from Italy tomorrow night um, Cueve what's your thoughts on that? It's, it's massive for David Moyes I think considering the, the Premier League season they've had and um, 
he needs something to, yeah. <laughs> to, to lift him. Uh, I remember what someone texted into you, was it last week? If, if, if David Moyes wins it, will he have the face of a loser then? Well, yeah, yeah. I've always said, I was told that years ago and I've never forgotten it. And even though I have a little bit of a smack for Moyes, I actually like him. Yeah. I don't think they'll win tomorrow night. Do you not think so? No. Because a big game for both of them, because I just had a look there earlier on and both of them, obviously, you know, obviously West Ham, but Fiorentina finished outside European places as well. So this is both their only chance. And if the win winner of this gets into the Europa League, so there is a big, oh, yeah, there is a big yeah. carrot here yeah. for both of these teams. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my, my usual, my usual prediction. I think this will go the whole way to penalties, <laughs> and the tra- and the trick in the morning is to go in and back both of them to win on penalties, yeah. and then you don't care less which one oh, of them wins. Nothing worse than sitting down watching a penalty shootout and only having one of them back. To the, you know what I mean? I think, in fairness to my I think I and you know the fact that he got the Manchester United job and he was Alex Ferguson's choice at the time yeah. and and remember back lads everybody lauded that decision at the time to give Moyes the Manchester United job so it wasn't as if uh, it no. was a controversial decision no, at the no. time now it didn't work out for him but it hasn't worked out for a lot of guys at Manchester yeah. United and other big clubs I think he's yeah I I, I quite like him I have to say I and I know he gets a lot of bad press and he mightn't have the the chirpy personality that some of them have. Um, I would be inclined to. I think this could go the whole way. I'd like. I'd love to see them win it. I have to be honest. I'd love to yeah, see well, West Ham I'd win like it. I have a few good friends. Head. I have a few good friends that are West Ham fans, yeah. and they've uh, they've not had much to shout about in the last few years. But uh, again, it'll be something to watch tomorrow night, and just hope that it doesn't turn into queeved like last Wednesday night that civilian like yeah. I was sitting pretty and because uh, I had that I know, done last uh, Wednesday I said there's no <laughs> way either of these are going to even try win this game after when it got back to one all you could just you just knew they could have the referee could have blown the whistle when it got to one all yeah. said right lads we'll go straight to penalties and we'll save the watching uh, public the, the, the crap that's just about yeah. to be played so you think Fiorentina will win queeve I'd like to see West Ham win. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know enough about. I just about, don't think they will. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know enough about Fiorentina to kind of give an opinion on what they'd be like. But so be, I'd like to see West Ham win. It. Will it be? Players is there a fairly? Is it near, nearly certain, Bear, that this will be Declan Rice's last mm-hmm. game in a West Ham I think jersey? It will. I think it will. Yeah, I think was it there was a lot of Chelsea and United were sniffing around him. It seems to be a lot of the bigger European clubs now, Bayern and, and play, teams like that now seem to be coming yeah, in from there. Seem to be the favourites to get him. I mean, he's a decent player, yeah. But I don't think he's worth a hundred million. No, no, he's not. And if West Ham can get a hundred million oh, for yeah. the best of luck, uh, I I'd be inclined to agree with you. He is a really good player, but but. He's not world class player, no, they, 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 and the they, fact that he's an English international, you see, that's what's adding another twenty yeah, million yeah, onto his yeah. value, and it's all a load of cod's wallet. But I, I think he's a good player. He's he's maybe even a very good player, but he's not a world class player yeah, in no. that position as of yet. When you look, when you compare Rodri and Gundogan and and, and Mancy, I know I keep harping back to them two guys, but they are proper yeah. proper. You know, central midfielders that seriously influence every game they play, Queef. Yeah, and I mean, look, right, I I'd take him at Chelsea, but I I I take. Oh, well, look, I take the man well, take him at United as well. Chelsea, if it's a choice between him and Fred yeah. or McTominay, yeah, yeah, like, he'd, he'd get in. But he, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't. He wouldn't get into a City team. I couldn't see him getting into an Arsenal team at the moment. Well, he, with he, the way maybe with, if Xhaka, they're on it, but maybe if Xhaka goes, goes they, yeah. they want to have someone that, that could Because come a in. lot of the talk is that Arsenal is, is nearly the most likely destination. Mm. I was surprised at that. So, yeah, but I think, again, that's if if he does come in, well, you know, like if Xhaka goes, then he might come in, but I don't know, like Xhaka is very kind of up and down in the way, he, and the same with Thomas Partey, but 
I don't know, I like Declan Rice for me, oh, I suppose <laughs> you have a bit of a vendetta against, against him for what he did against yeah. Ireland. So maybe that's what, what's, what's bringing the negative on for me with, with him. But I, there's not too many teams in that top four. Maybe he might slot in at Liverpool. Well, he would, maybe, he would, he would get on the United team. Yeah, and he would oh, get he would yeah. and he would get on the Liverpool team at the moment because midfield is a problem area for Liverpool. Yeah. So he would get on both of those the, sides. The newspaper writers they get him on anything. Yeah, well they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> if if West Ham can get a hundred million for him, the best of luck to him. Best of luck to him. Another uh, managerial uh, appointment in only in the last couple of days. Queeve. Give it, give it to me again this guy's name uh, oh, Pastacoglu Pastacoglu the yeah. Celtic manager gone to Spurs now I think Mr Pastacoglu even he is aware that he was not the first choice for this job he was about the sixth or seventh choice for this job he has done a good job at Celtic they play a lovely brand of football he has his knowledge of the Japanese and the Eastern game has obviously been very beneficial by produced two or three of these Japanese guys that look to be really good players playing against Ross County and Kilmarnock and Motherwell this is a huge huge job for this guy and, and it's hard to bl- see him it's hard to blame him for taking it isn't it I know yeah yeah I mean a Premier League job comes up doesn't matter where you've you've won a league it's still it's a it's a big big job but it's a, it's a poison chalice because it, that's a rebuild job at Spurs that's not coming into Spurs and saying yeah we're already sitting up in top four it's just yeah. hold on to that for us no bother this is going to be big and especially Kane looks like he's out the door he's going to have to then immediately replace him that and find someone that's going to be able to suit um, um, Son trying to get Richarlison back going if, if he doesn't decide to head off as well I, I don't I don't, I don't know I think he was he's, he's a bit mad to take it he could have sat there at Celtic for another year and probably won a treble again um, it's look it's a challenge he, he wants to take it but I can't I can't see when when he's very he's little to no experience do you know yeah. look Celtic win I mean, he's an Australian guy he managed that low level yeah. and he, but you see what Steven Gerrard did right? he won the league with Rangers and they were all saying what a great manager he was went to Villa yeah. And and was dragging Villa down to the, to to relegation only for you know to, for them to get saved. You'd hope that doesn't no look the Spurs won't go down that far. But it's it's going to be hard to see how he can he can do the job for them. Yeah. What do you think, Bear? Uh, look, uh, fair enough. He's after the, he was a certainty to take it once they looked for him because the big job you know Spurs. Mm. But um, he's going to find an awful change. Scotland, myself, you might do a job in Scotland. Yeah. But in the Premiership, yeah. it's a different kettle of fish. The other thing is, he's 57. If he was really a, a terrific manager prospect, he'd have been, you know, much younger. He'd have been gone somewhere. He'd have been found out before now. I just think we give him a chance to see how he fares out. They say he favours attacking football. But in the Premiership, you need that at both ends. Mm. You know, attacking won't be enough. If he's favouring attacking football, he'd be trying to hold on to Kane. And I don't think he's going to hold on to Kane. I'd give him three months. I think... Are you serious? <laughs> I think I think Kane... There's only one destination. I, I t- personally, I think Kane will be playing in one of two places next season. He'll either be playing for Tottenham Hotspurs or he'll be playing for Manchester United. I don't think he will. He has uh, he has his eye on Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League yeah. goal scorers record. So obviously, if he goes out with the English Premier League now, he's not going to claim that record. I think United will be desperate enough to give Daniel Levy 
whatever money that he looks for because they're going to need a, they need a striker sticking out a mile when you're bringing on Wui Karst in an FA Cup final if that doesn't tell you that your squad is not good enough the only, the only thing is and there's I think the crux and the problem for me is those two words Daniel Levy who has been such a problem for, for yeah, anyone yeah, who has tried to especially Premier League teams who try and buy players from Spurs yeah. doesn't like doing it yeah. and if Real Madrid are there Benzema is gone they need a, a world class player to go in the money is right Daniel Levy will be more inclined now look the final decision might come down to Harry Kane but if, if I think if it was Daniel Levy's choice I'd know where he'd rather see him go yeah well I think you know the fact that you know if you remember Teddy Sheringham Dimitar Berbatov you know you'd have a track record of raiding yeah. Spurs for their top strikers you know what I mean but um, very interesting summer ahead a very interesting summer oh, ahead hey. I wonder who'll get the is there any chance that Brendan Rodgers would end up back at Celtic I don't there's, think there is so. a, yeah, I think there was all the rumours of him going back and that wouldn't I, be a bad job yeah. from the bounce back I, I'd say he'd get it tomorrow mm. if he wanted yeah because the Celtic fans loved him like yeah, they loved him they loved him I don't think he'd want to go back to Scotland I think he'd want to he'd be looking for a premiership job but he might even take a championship job. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, 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 I think, I think if I think he'd take the Celtic job now at this stage if he got it, Would you? because if you know nothing better on a manager's CV than winning trophies, and you know he's ne- he's a me and nigh uncertainty to win trophies if he goes back <laughs> if he goes back to to, to Celtic Celtic Park, um, Queeve, Chelsea. Pochettino in ten that's, seconds. That's, he that's has a massive be, summer ahead. It's going to be a big summer. There's about nine or ten lads you could get rid of um, and look we need a striker that's yeah. that's that's all the big on, one that, all, on, all be, on big money there's going to be not going to be huge investment I don't think I think what he's done is what he's brought in is what he's been given to work with there might be like that a striker one or two more but what he has is what he has to deal with interesting interesting time